Welcome to the Hanky Panky Podcast with your host, Coralyn Jewell, a number one international best-selling author, director, porn star, swing club owner, and lifestyle coach. We'll delve into all topics related to the adult industry. Everything from porn, panty selling, custom orders, webcamming, swinging, BDSM community, polyamorous lifestyle, and more. Intrigued? Curious? Coraline is an open book and will share her experiences and knowledge in the world of sex. Let's welcome your host, Coraline Jewell. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Hanky Panky Podcast. I'm your host, Coraline Jewell, and thanks for joining me again once a week. We release on a Monday. Let's see, by the time this one releases, it'll be releasing end of June, I believe. So what do we got going on? Oh, I know my big promotion. I just got hired as the head PR for um, Outshine team. So uh, we handle not just adult industry, but we have some athletes and some mainstream actresses. And so we do their PR, we do their websites, we do their logos, we do get them on podcasts, uh, their magazines, their press releases, all that kind of stuff. So if anybody's listening and you want to change up your brand or get some help with your marketing, your social media management, reach out to me because that's what I'm doing now along with everything else that I still always do. And then let's do some shout outs. We've got, let's see, Skyhawk After Dark Radio. Uh, Mr. X Radio just picked us up. So thanks for having us on your network. And we are on Full Swap Radio every Friday. We are also on Spotify and Anchor and YouTube. And make sure that you guys go to YouTube and you like us and you follow and subscribe because I have a community over there and I'm starting to do like some fun contests and stuff. And shout outs to our sponsors. Uh, let's see, we've got Lifestyle Lounge, Cassidy, and... SDC and a new one, Swingtown. So if you go to my website, you get free memberships to all of those to try them, see which ones you like. Those are all Swinger Lifestyle websites. Um, I've also got some new toys now that we are working with. And so if you go to my website and you go to the shop, you guys can see the toys. And let's see what else is going on. June, so July, I'll be in Miami. So this will release before Miami. And um, I think that's it. All right, without further ado, I would like to introduce, are you ready, darling? She's like, oh, she's right. like, she's like, I'm texting. I'm busy now. <laughs> um, so everybody, please welcome Sin Sage. Sin Sage, how are you, darling? I'm doing awesome. How are you? I'm good. We were just talking, you guys, about see, Sin. I said to Sin, I, now you see your, your volume is perfect. I was telling her, you know, <laughs> turn the volume down a little bit. And she's like, you know, I'm not really good with this technology. And I was like, oh, ask all my listeners. I got like an opening, like, I'll marry you if you can fix this crap around here. <laughs> but she's, but you've got a husband that does the car. I don't have anybody. I have to call my friend. He's a contractor. I'm like, Mike. And he's like, what is it? And I'm like, the garbage disposal is not working. <laughs> he comes over and he goes, who put this in here? And I'm like, you did. <laughs> because you. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm very grateful. And I recognize um, my privilege <laughs> in being married to someone who is like a mechanic and like an engineer kind of. That's and, awesome. Like, That's awesome. <sighs> I love it. So let's tell everybody a little bit about who you are. So as I was telling you, I don't watch porn. So I had never, you know, known Nina Hartley or seen anybody, stuff like that. So are you, can you hear me? Or did you yeah, lose me? Oh, okay. Sorry, my screen went blurry. So I was like trying to fix my camera. Oh yeah. Yeah, my people um, always tell me that. They tell me to cover the camera and then pull away or something. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, okay, so you guys, welcome Sin. So Sin, you are an adult performer, but you have a special niche. You are mainly... Is it lesbian or fetish lesbian? What would you say would your, your niches or your niche? Oh, so I call it I lesbian. Like, okay. um, I would say queer, lesbian, porn, that's my thing. And, you know, I, I do kind of make a distinction a little bit between, you know, lesbian porn and girl, girl porn. I, I tend to feel that when we're making girl, girl porn, it's, it's really for like, <clears throat> you know, the male gaze, quote unquote. Okay. Um, 
Whereas I feel that lesbian porn is much more to the authentic lesbian experience, authentic like lesbian desire. Okay. Um, you know, it doesn't require like penetration or whatever. I've been on sets before where it's like, we're making girl, girl porn. And I didn't quite realize. And they're like, well, we need to get some penetration. So can you finger her from this angle? And I'm like, first of all, why are you telling me how to do the sex? Like, I know what I'm doing. And second of all, like, why do we need that? Like, that's stupid. And it's like, oh, well, because we're making this for men, not for lesbians. And that stuff, is so. very, that's interesting. So we're, I want to get to that because that's, um, you know, it's a different <laughs> take on it. So, um, yeah. so this, this is what I do know. Um, so then to, to catch our guests, so you got into the industry 2003 and um, yeah. you, uh, well, let's rewind. Let's go back. Are you, were, you're from California, right? Born and raised in California. Yeah. And uh, we were talking about a little bit about your parents. You said they were both teachers. So educated. Yeah, high school English teachers. So was my grandpa. So I definitely grew up in a culture that was very much like you're going to go to college and you're going to do something like that. Um, you know. Okay. So let's talk <laughs> about that. So did you have, um, did you have any siblings or were you his only child? I have a younger brother and he's actually a doctor of psychology. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, my brother is an economics professor at a college. So there you go. <laughs> right. So, um, okay. So growing and did your parents, were they, did they stay married? Were are they still they married? Did. Wow. Okay. Uh, very they cool. Did stay married. My dad passed away a few years ago. Aww. But yeah, they stayed married for 35 years. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So that's why I always like to ask my guests. So growing up, um, you're growing up in a, you know, a household with te their teachers. Uh, could you talk to them about sex? Was sex um, or even nudity discussed? Was it off limits? Was it a religious based family or not really? What would you no, say? No, uh, again, very blessed, very privileged. Um, cool. I, you know, I was like when I was very, very young, I was raised with a little bit like, well, what religion are we, mom? And she said, well, we're Christian. But it was never like shoved down your throat. Right. This is what it means that we're Christian. You have to be this way, like not at all. So not at all. There, yeah. And there was a lot of like freedom of um, exploration was kind of encouraged. Like, so when yeah. I met other friends in school and I'd stay the nights at their house and like, well, we're going to church on Sunday, but it's, you know, and it, oh, it's a Catholic church. And I'd be like, mom, is it cool if I do this? And she's like, yeah, that's fine. You know? And so I was kind of like exploring that and then got like more into Christianity with some friends, like in, um, like early middle school. And then I just reached a point around 13 ish where I, I was really like my critical thinking skills were very developed a lot more. And so all of these, um, I guess like hip incongruities or like hypocrisies and things I would hear over here. Well, this is what it means to be Christian. And this is what God means. But over here, like, no, this is what it means. And right. Like, wait a minute, wait a minute. This, none of this is aligning. And, and so, you know, then my mind was like, well, let's think about other possibilities. And I just, you know, became an atheist and, okay. um, <laughs> and around that time, you know, I want to say like, my mom was sort of having the same discoveries for herself. And she was like, maybe that's not the right thing. And so, you know, um, now again, just very lucky that I was never really that's like, cool. like, yeah, you weren't forced. Yeah. Forced into yeah. it. I know, I know it was the same thing for me growing up. I grew up Jewish. So we were forced to go to synagogue and on the high holy yeah. holidays and the Friday night Shabbat dinners and stuff. And I do remember, I'll never forget this. Cause I remember that my dad would say when you're 18, you can make your own decision, but until then 
you're under my roof. And so the day I turned 18, I go, I'm fucking done. I'm done. Yeah. And then I'll well, never forget. It's, it's interesting how it's like, even your mind is trapped by living under this roof. Like right, right. the freedom of thought. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Well, you know, again, like you're, 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 you're raised a certain way that this is the right way and the only way. And then you don't really open yeah. your mind to other stuff. I do remember yeah. though, my father called me, I was living in Sweden. So years later called me and he apologized. And said, wow, that's amazing. Yeah. He said, I made a mistake. Wow. Um, I forced wow. this. Uh, yeah. I forced the religion down your brother, you and your brother's throat that now you shoved it away. Whereas yeah. I really just wanted you to embrace having family and the spirituality of it. And I agree with yes. that. So interesting, right? Wow. That is. So um, were you sexually active in high school or were you like a good girl? What, 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 did, <laughs> how, you know, what were your grades like? What did you want to be when you were like, when I, when I finished high school? Yeah. So again, like my grades were always very good. I always got A's and B's. Um, school was pretty easy for me. I didn't have to try very hard. And so even in like, uh, I, I was not good at math ever. So even in like physics and like algebra two and stuff, uh, when I, when I wasn't applying myself, that might drop down to like a C. Um, and then I'd be like, you know, I'm just going to apply myself. And then I'd be up at like an A. So it, it wasn't, it wasn't hard for me. Uh, I graduated with like a 3.8 or something. I did get accepted to Cal State Long Beach. I just chose not to go that route. Um, my, my son just got accepted to Cal State Long Beach and I got accepted to yeah. Cal State Fullerton. I, was, I had yeah, a scholarship there. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. so uh, when you were grow, before we go there, you know, I wrote, I used to write the um. Look, I'm wearing like a mini skirt right now, so I'm gonna show you guys. See if you watched YouTube. See you guys. Oh, hey, so, no panties. I no panties. So I would write. <laughs> <laughs> I would I would write the answers right here, and then I'd lift up my skirt and read them. Damn you girl. Shh, don't tell my teachers. Okay. Um, okay. So um, when you were growing up, what did you say that you wanted to, like, did you want to be a teacher too? Or what were, what were your goals? What did you think? So originally? basically up until about puberty, I was probably like, maybe I want to be a teacher. The, the main thing I knew for sure that I wanted was to be like famous. I wanted to be like an actress or a singer of a rock band or oh, okay. something like that. So my whole high school, I was, well, I started in theater probably for around like five, like community theater. I was in a play like just about every year, or I was in some kind of like singing, dancing production. I joined um, choir and show choir. Can you uh, sing? Like, um, you know, yes, but I'm not oh. like amazing, but you know, I've got a couple songs at karaoke that I really like rock out pretty hard, but oh, that, cool. that and, you know, when you don't practice vocally, um, when you don't like really make that a priority, it, you know, it goes away, but you, I, I can sing, I can hold a tune and, and a note and all that. Do you stuff. ever do karaoke over in Vegas at the, um, uh, the Ellis, Ellis Island, Ellis, Ellis oh, Island, Island on a Friday okay. night? No, I, I didn't know they had it there, but. Oh, um, if they no, still have. Wait, when I'm coming I'm to town, we could go. Lot, but... wait, 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 we can go there at the end of this month when I'm coming, we can go and you can sing. Cool. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, so around age, you know, 13, I was, I was telling people I was going to be a porn star when I grew up. And then, um, Oh, wait, 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 wait. 13. 14, you said 15, porn. How yeah. Come porn. Around? I wanted to be a porn star. Yeah. Really? What, what do you, yeah. you, were you exposed to? How did you see porn at, at that age? Do you remember? Well, uh, the first time I ever saw any like sexual material, I was probably like nine ish. And okay. um, I would go stay the night at my best friends all the time. And her dad was like a biker dude. And so they had like copies of Easy Rider and we found those and we were just like, whoa, like this is wrong and bad. We shouldn't be looking at this, but also like these women's bodies look real nice and, and stuff. So that was like the first time I ever saw it. And then, um, 
probably uh so we always talk about this like growing up for us um in like the 80s and early 90s we would go out and like in the middle of the desert you would find these boxes of porn uh some people would find them like in the middle of the woods no um, ways really live. but it would be like maybe you'd find a couple vhs tapes a couple oh my God. magazines like that was a pretty common occurrence so oh my um, god i never found anything outside really yeah no that happened a lot out here in the desert um, where i grew up so i grew up yeah like it's uh about an hour and a half almost two hours outside of la okay but towards the desert i act like i grew up off the 15 freeway i like, wonder if it's like um it was like a husband who was quickly like throwing away his stash so the wife didn't find it or almost 100 you know? percent. yeah sure. something well, like that yeah interesting um, so you saw so, that when did you um, at that age do you remember if you were if you did you already start to like like to be attracted to women or where, oh, you know the thing about being attracted to women is i probably always was a little bit mm -hmm. i just didn't know how to like sexualize it until puberty came around but okay. i was always like you know so my parents would uh, hire like high school students to babysit me when they want to go out and do stuff because they had their students right right and i would always be like is it a pretty girl like that's what i wanted you know <laughs> but it wasn't like sexual it was yeah. just like that's who i would like to be around i guess <laughs> That's interesting. Okay, so um, so after high school, you graduated from high school, and then you got accepted yeah. to college because you were, were you were you originally thinking teacher, but then oh then, no 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 okay just and that was the thing is yeah like I said by the time I knew I wanted to be in porn or like some kind of a sex worker, I was already like far from being a teacher. Um, when you grow up watching your parents live the life of teachers, you realize very quickly that you, you don't, don't want, want to. to do that. <laughs> Like that does not look like a, a fun life. Or, yeah, for or me, for me, um, yeah, for me, I, it was watching am, the watching a the, you know an eight to five job. I was like, oh no, I don't want exactly. To do that. Like yeah. that's the big that that was number one. Also, just like man, the time and the stress levels, and I knew I didn't want to have kids because of all that shit. I was just like. That lifestyle is not for me. Um, I do give so. kudos to our teachers, especially nowadays, because the shit that they have to saying, deal with. Oh, it God, is, it is like it's just the thing about that job is that you get the reward from, you know, my mom has students come back 20 years, right. later, not more. And they're just like, you changed my life because she is a person who really put her heart and soul into it, really connected with her students. Um, and a lot of teachers, I think, probably start out that way. And then due to these systems that like, like take more and more money away from them, put more and more burden of almost child raising onto them. And, right. so, and the reward for them is like a $20,000 a year salary. Like, yeah. so I can see how after, you know, 10, 15 years, they just kind of get like beaten down by the system. And they're just like, whatever, just do your assignment. Like, I, I don't care. I, they don't even so, care. I know. That's what I tell yeah, my, that's, so, that's what I tell. That's what I tell my, my, I have a 14 year old son. And I say to him, I say, you know, honey, listen, they don't want to be here any more than you do. Okay. They're because it's so miserable at school now because you kids are acting out and you know, it's a nightmare and it's not worth the money and it's a disaster, you know, and they don't want to well, be there. You're also you like risking your life now. I know like, now. Exactly. Like, so it, it, it's just a terrible, burden it's a horrible system but i uh commend people who choose that and actually are able to sort of see through that and put their hearts into it and actually like change lives for the better you know i that is amazing um yeah and it's just like being a nurse you know i'm just like that is a job that i i praise for people who are able to do that work it's incredible and we need those people but like right i am not that 
type of person. <laughs> I um, could never do that. You know, you know, so it's I'm, interesting. You said you did theater. I also did theater from like the age of five growing up. And um, when I was at um, college studying for I, my degree is theatrical production, but amazing. I almost switched to nursing because I was I got in a huge fight with the uh, props teacher. And yeah. so I, I was literally like I was done. And my, my my boyfriend at the time who became my husband, he was like, what are you going to do? And I'm like, I'm switching to nursing. I'm done. And he's like, really? You're going to give people bed sponge baths and you're going to change shit. And I'm like, oh, I'm staying in acting. I'm staying in acting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I mean, again, like I praise people who are able to do that. I'm yeah. just not one of those people. And uh, we're all we're all meant for something different. You exactly. Know? I, I know exactly. which direction, you know, what my purpose is in life. And and so. So um, when yeah. did so let's talk about this. Let's go. Um, when did you get like, how did you get into the industry? And um, when did you tell your mom and brother? Or do they still not know? Yeah. <laughs> well, um, so I got into the industry. Let's see. It's 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 kind of complicated. So you asked me before, was I a good girl? You know? Um, oh, yes. Yeah, she skipped that, you guys. I kind of like walked the line a little bit. Um, <clears throat> I was very, very sexual. And I think it was because I was like very curious about sexuality. Um, you know, I knew I had these hormones raging in my body. I knew I was like you know, just like becoming, I was like a horny kid, you know, um, and just very, very curious, but I never really like had sex or did a lot of sexual things. Um, until what age, do you remember what age you lost your virginity? Yeah. Yeah. So the first time, the first time I had uh, sex, I actually had to talk the guy into it. (laughs) Um, because he had my mom as a teacher and like, we flirted a lot. He was a senior. I was a sophomore, and we were in drama class together and I was just like wildly attracted to him and we flirted a lot, but like we weren't going to date or anything like that. And then he had had my mom as a teacher. And so like towards the end of his senior year, I was like, you know, I just think we should have sex. And like, here are the reasons why. And he's like, yeah, like, no, your mom and blah, blah. I was like, this has nothing to do with her. You know, this is about me. <laughs> um, and, oh but I think for all those reasons, you know, he was probably like very, very nervous um, I know he had had relationships before. I know he had had sex before, but, you know, looking back on that experience, it's almost as though he hadn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, you know, for me, it, it was very awkward. It was really weird. Um, and most, most you know, people's first time, most people's yeah. first time is awkward and weird. Yeah. And you know, so. my, my attitude about the whole thing was really like, I want to get this over with, <laughs> which looking back, like, I feel like that's a pretty decent attitude to have. Um, because, <laughs> yeah, it's not going to be great. And then like, once you get the first time, like out of the way, then, then, you know, you, you can have better, you can manage your expectations a little bit more. And so yeah. I remember being so disillusioned after that. I was just like, man, all these TV shows and all of society makes such a huge deal out of having sex. And like, that was it. That was terrible. <laughs> Um, but the first time I had sex with someone that like I loved and cared about, you know, that then I was like, oh, this is what the potential is. It can feel like this, you know. Okay. Yeah. So then um um so <clears throat> so, so uh, I didn't have a lot. And then um my next relationship was uh I had a girlfriend for a while. We oh, you did? Her. Okay. Yeah, I was very much in love with her. Um so you know that 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 ended uh on her behalf. So uh, that was a little heartbreaking, but you know. We all have our moments. Um, of course. <laughs> and um, yeah. And then like my first actual boyfriend with whom I had like a sexual relationship, um, that that was my feelings were very intense and uh, we really had sex, you know, and still, was like, uh, still yeah. in high school. Was that still in high school or was that after I was high 17. I was 17. Okay. And then um, when you were done with high school, what, what did you like? Where did you go from there? 
Did you go straight into deport? Oh, because that's right. You went to deport in 19. So pretty much, right? Yeah, pretty much. So, I mean, basically I was raving and I was just having fun. And like when I turned 18, the day I turned 18, the next day I went and auditioned for a place that was like, you know, essentially it was like escorts. Um, personally, you know, at that time, like my feelings have evolved a lot on the various different types of sex work that we can all get involved in. And now I'm like, do what you want to do and do what makes you feel good and like make that money girl. And I don't fucking care, you know? Right. But, um, at the time I was like, you know, uh, I just know what my boundaries are. We all have personal boundaries. Um, so for me, it was like, I'd go to these places. I'd be like, I'm going to take off my clothes and you're going to jerk off. And like, then you're going to, and you're going to pay me before I even do that. And then I'm going to leave. And I only did it for like a month. Uh, it was, it was really weird. I was too, way too inexperienced. I didn't know how to like deal with, you know, customers one-on-one, right. especially, especially because in the, all these circumstances, they were expecting way more than what they were going to get with me. Um, so it was weird. I only did it for a month. I crashed my car. I was like, now what the fuck do oh. I do? Um, so I, I moved out with my boyfriend at the time. So I, I started dating somebody when I was 18. That relationship lasted nine fucking years. Nine but, years. Not yeah. married though. Did you guys um, marry? Did you guys marry? Hell fucking no. Thank but God. Not, but nine years together. So, yeah, nine, yeah. so let me ask you this. For nine <clears throat> years, you're dating this man. Did he know about the escorting in the beginning? Like, did he, and then, did, and then yeah. I'm assuming you went into adult industry stuff after that with, and he was involved with, was he in the industry or no? No. Absolutely not. But, you know, our first date, I think it was after I had tried that escorting gig, but I hadn't started stripping it, but I really wanted to. So, you know, the first time we went out, I'm just talking about what I wanted to do, which was be a stripper. Oh my God, I love it. I love it. So we started dating and that was all, you know, he never mentioned anything about not being okay with any of that. And then we lived in uh, Desert Hot Springs, which is like mm-hmm. Palm Springs. Yeah, it's, yep. it was like a shithole. But it's I a really it. shithole now, it's girl. It's, it's so dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. And I worked at the Olive Garden and, you know, our rent was super cheap back then. So we were surviving and it was fine, mm-hmm. but I didn't want to live in fucking Desert Hot Springs. You know what I mean? Um, I was like, fuck this. I'm going to work at this strip club. I had to drive like an hour to get there. And um, wait, which like, strip club was it? Do you remember? It wasn't. Was it, was it Link's, called, It wasn't it was Link's Gentlemen's Club, right? No, it was called Flesh. It was in San Bernardino. Okay, now it's Link's. Link's <laughs> Link's is down the street from Desert Hot Springs. It's not anymore, but it was in Coachella, and um, that's where I started dancing. Was Link's Gentlemen's Club? Oh, crazy! Yeah, uh-huh. the, there were only two that I knew of in that whole valley, and one of them is like a bikini bar in yeah. Central City, mm-hmm. and then the other one I heard about was like. It was, there were lots of rumors about it. I never went and saw, like, I didn't want to, I was fine. I have no uh, idea. It was, wor- it was worth it to me to drive, you know, an hour to go work at Flesh. Um, so you went to go work, to, you went to go dance at Flesh and you're, you're yeah. still living with the boyfriend and he's fine with you being a dancer. Fine, totally fine with it. He was basically just like, don't get caught up in it, you know, but do what you want. Like, I'm not going to tell you, you know, what you can't do for a living or whatever kind of a thing. Um, and then, you know, as my career moved on and I, and I started doing more and this was like, now this is what I do. I'm a stripper and I work in Tilt film when I can, you know, he was more and more like, I don't want to hear about it really. Like he just didn't care. He wasn't supportive. Didn't support he, it. He never was like, I don't want you doing this, but he, you know, I'd come home from work or whatever and 
He doesn't want to hear never, you. It would never be like, how's, how, how was your is day? your day? Like, about your scene? There was like zero enthusiasm for yeah. what I did. I, I had the same problem. I, I mean, I also, I had a boyfriend for three years and I, I'll never forget. I, you know, I was divorced 10 years. He was divorced a month. And I walked in and I said, you know, let me tell you right now. Okay. I have a cat. I have two kids. I was a competitive ice skater. I have a college degree. I own a swingers club. I'm a porn star. I do custom videos and I webcam. If you have a problem with any of that, I will buy my own drink. And he was like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine with it. Yeah. And then, but then yeah. he wasn't, but then he wasn't as time went on. So uh, yeah. And that's, you know, yeah. didn't want to hear, but if I wanted to tell, like, say like, Oh my God, wait till I tell you what happened today. The funniest scene. And he's like, I don't really want to hear about it. And I'm like, yeah, but it was funny, but it was funny. No, I don't want to hear about it. I'm okay. Yeah. So, um, not, not cool. <laughs> so, um, how did you go from dancing to transition into adult industry? And then we should also yeah. let everybody know you do not do boy girl stuff. You just do just do lesbian set, right? Just lesbian yeah. scenes. And you've yeah. won, you've won uh, a lot of stuff. What have you won? Um, well, She's won, um, ABN. I, got two, the I won two, two, two ABN awards, uh, lots two. of nominations for other things, but I've never actually won any other awards. Okay, I see you won the 2013 AVN Award Best Girl, Girl Sex Scene, okay? Ah. And then 2015 AVN Award Girl, Girl Performer of the Year. And then there was something about, um, tell us about the trans thing. What is that? I read about that. Do you know <laughs> what I'm talking about? Well, yeah, it's um, my <laughs> trans lesbian movie that I came out with um, last year. Yes, that one. So tell us about that. Explain a trans lesbian movie. Right. Okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So I'm just as I've you know come up uh, in the industry, I'm I'm very uh, passionate and active with uh, queerness, LGBTQ community, um, some activism there, and just you know a big proponent of equality and everyone just like treating each other with kindness and understanding. It should be. Um, so with that, you know, there, uh, reached a point where I was like, well, I've always wanted to kind of, you know, like work with trans women. I didn't know trans women very much. So I think even I was guilty a little bit of sort of like sexually fetishizing them, um, somewhat until I met trans women in the industry and became friends with them and, mm -hmm. um, just like had that in my life in a very real way in ways that it wasn't before. And so I was like, if, you know, I'm going to be, if I'm a queer person and I'm going to work with women, like I need to work with all women. So um, I think my first uh, scene with a trans uh, performer was with Chelsea Poe. Okay. Uh, and that was for her own content. And um, my first like mainstream site was with uh, Venus Lux or for just gonna ask, I was just going to ask that she was seriously going to be my next question. Are you still friends with her? Like you still see her? Uh, I mean, when we oh. see each other, you know, it's just the industry. Like, I'm, I, some people we're friends with, some people we see them and we work with them and we're like, hey, right. good to see you. It looks awesome. But it's like, we don't. So <laughs> Venus, Venus, Venus Lux, um, when yeah. I, when I got into the industry, I had, I hadn't even shot yet. And I was at, uh, with, a, with a BDSF, BDSM, uh, director who was in fashion now. Okay. So he took me to the play. He took me to the penthouse, uh, charity event out in Chatsworth. And I was talking to Luke Wilder and, um, um, Alexandra for, um, and Alexandra sold cause I was cast in a movie for them that I didn't even like, know. he's like, aren't you Coraline? I think I just cast you in this movie. But then up walks to us Venus Lux, okay? And uh, Michael, the director friend, says to me, Corlin, I'd like you to meet Venus. Venus, this is Corlin. Corlin's brand new, okay? And when Venus walked away, I looked at Michael and I go, oh my God, she's so pretty. I I'm never going to make it in this industry. And he's like, 
oh, you're really going to hate me now. And I was like, why? And he's like, because Venus used to be. And I'm like, oh, no, I'm done. I'm done. I quit, you know. And um, but he Venus had said to him, you know, I will make sure that, you know, if I ever see Corlin, I'll take care of her, stuff like that. When I went to the AVNs, we got nominated for Best Polyamory for that movie. And Luke Wilder told me I had to go sit with the talent on the floor, you know, down at the bottom there. And there was nowhere yeah. to sit, nowhere to sit. And I'm like looking at Luke up at the, uh, the, the bleachers and I'm going like, there's nowhere for me to sit. And then Venus sees me and she's like, Corlin, Corlin, come here. And she had people next door and she goes, get up, get up. And Save this for Coraline. So I'm like, I've like, I've never, I haven't seen this since that day, but that was so cool of her. I was like, oh, thank you. So, yeah. so it's she was. Kind. So that was great. And then, um, yeah, it just built up over, over like from there really. And then um, when I moved to Vegas, like there's just such an incredible community of all sex workers here. Like it's really awesome. Have you worked with um, Christian? Is it Christian XX? What is it? it goes by Christian no. XX. Oh, okay. Because I don't oh. work with men. <laughs> oh, oh, no, that's right. That's right. But doesn't, does, but doesn't he shoot? Doesn't he have his own production company and shoot stuff? Or do you only shoot for, <clears throat> you still shoot for other companies. You run your own production company. So what's, your, what's the name of your company that you guys started? And how long ago did you guys start it? It's uh, Since Age Productions. Oh, nice and easy. Okay. And, um, how, and you started that with your husband, right? Or before? Yeah. Okay, that's so, cool. Uh, I've been with my my current partner for uh, 11 years. Okay, wow. And you guys yeah. are married. You guys are married or not? Yeah, we got married in 2015. And you guys, listen, he is not industry, right? He wasn't industry. No. He was, no. he, he fixes stuff. Yeah, he, he was a diesel mechanic. He worked for a dealership. How did you, mechanic. how did you meet him? We met at Coachella. Oh, at the, Coachella, like at the festival, really? The music festival, yeah. And I was walking and he was like, damn, girl, you're smoking hot. And I was like, thanks. And then were you in the industry at that time? You were, right? I've been in the industry since 2003. So, so um, my whole entire adult life, I have been in the industry. Did he recognize you? Did he know who you no, were? No, no. no. And so, yeah, but I told him, like, he's like, so what do you do? And I'm like, I'm a lesbian porn star. And he's like, wow, that's so cool. <laughs> That's every man's dream. If that's every man's dream. He came with dream. me in my car and like I opened my trunk for to get shoes or something out of there. And there's like my whip and like some handcuffs and just like shit out of there. And my dildo, my strap on. Yeah. So. And he was just, he was uh, intrigued by it, excited by it. No, no problems with it. And all. you <laughs> said that now he, um, now he does the editing with you, the camera stuff. And um, you guys shoot for, <clears throat> do you have your own website or do you shoot for other platforms like OnlyFans and many vids or do you do that as well? All of the above. So I have my own, uh, I have my own website, but it's more like here's Sensage, here's where to buy her products, here's where to order a custom video. Um, I put a lot of interviews up there, like th this will go up there, um, just stuff like that. Uh, and then I, of course, got my OnlyFans. <clears throat> I have a Clips for Sale store. I have a mini vid store, um, and then you know I, I put together uh, whole movies. <laughs> my movies I release like through my website um, and that's on, like hot movies and adult empire and the movies that that, that that your newest thing your newest um project right is this um is the trans one is that kind of new is it new uh so that came out uh last year so uh late 2021 yeah. uh, it came out in time for me to submit it for nominations so it was probably like August or September um cool. and then I actually just on Friday released another movie. Um, it's called Sin and Drake's Strap on Threesomes. So that's, those are scenes with uh, my husband and I, I put on a strap on and we both fuck uh, third. And okay. it's just very, um, 
you know, it kind of was inspired by our personal life. Um, you know, our biggest kink really is threesomes or group stuff. So in our personal life, um, you know, we're having a threesome. It's amazing. Like we usually put all of our energy on the girl. Uh, it's not really like cock focused, like a lot of porn. Um, we are both just so happy to have like another beautiful woman in bed with us. So that's cool. We like to lavish attention on the other girl. And then we were doing that and he went and got my strap on and was like, put this on. And I was like, that's a brilliant idea. <laughs> so, um, you know, and then we would just do various things like that with, with that in play. Um, and then like me fucking a girl with my strap on and then him fucking me while I'm fucking her, like mind blowing. So we've incorporated that into a lot of scenes and um, put those scenes together and came out with this movie. So there's that's gonna ask. So when you say movie, so how long is this? If somebody, if somebody says they want to watch it, because this is not this is not a scene, right? This is a, no. you're putting it's together a movie. Four scenes. So it's about two I, hours. I think I might watch one of my first porns. <laughs> I highly recommend it. Yeah, that's that'd be um, really cool. Yeah, I'm, uh, so again, I'm, I'm definitely just known for like, I like, I guess it's like authentic lesbian desire. Like when you watch me in a scene, it's it's not you don't get the sense of like Fake. fakeness or she's just doing this for the camera or she's just doing this for the paycheck. It's like I really, really enjoy making love to women, and I think that my viewers um, and my fans like they see that and it connects with them on like a visceral level. And so that's, um, yeah, I mean, when you, when you Google your, when you, when you look up your name and stuff, I mean, that's the number one thing is that people say that your, your, your scenes are authentic is what, is what, is what like, you know, media says, whatever, you know, it's all of her stuff. Um, <laughs> film. Yeah. I have a question. Did, when did you tell your mom, um, that, that you're in the industry? Oh, yeah. Right, right, right. We're getting to that. So, yeah. uh, so I started that, that, um, the dancing. I was the... 18 when I did the, the escorting. I still lived at home with my mom. And so she was very much struggling with that. Uh, and oh, you told her. Long, yeah. <laughs> um, she was really struggling with that. Yeah. She, she was under the impression that, it, you know, it meant that I was doing full service sex work, which which I wasn't. But I can understand why she would think that now mm -hmm. looking back <laughs> yeah. um, is reasonable. <laughs> but um you know, so she still knew I wanted to be a stripper. She knew I wanted these things. Um, and she didn't, she, I think we just didn't really talk about it. And once I had been actually stripping, you know, I, I made the money, you know, the first three nights uh, in 2002, I think it was, I, I made a thousand dollars over the course of three nights. And that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. And so, you know, that would be basically like uh, a month, almost a month's paycheck um, that I made in three nights. So I was like, fuck this. So I did that a few more times. And then I was like, we're moving to, uh, we moved to Upland, which is mm -hmm. like Inland Empire, uh, much nicer. Near me. It's <laughs> near me. It's yeah, near yeah, yeah. me, girl. Yeah. <clears throat> so I, uh, when we're moving to Upland and getting settled in there and my mom was just kind of like, so how'd you guys end up, you know, being able to move out of Desert Hot Springs? And I was like, um, <laughs> she was like, you're, you're stripping, huh? And I was like, yeah, you knew this is what I wanted. She's like, okay. We just didn't really talk about it. Um, and then once I started doing video stuff, I wasn't doing a lot, but it picked up over time, right? And she works with teenagers at a high school and <clears throat> my, oh, younger, <clears throat> my younger brother was uh, 
in high school. So now he's 15, 16, 17. And um, I guess like a student came to my mom and then said something like, you know, I, I saw like your, your daughter's on, on the internet or whatever. And I think my brother, I, I heard him talking to his friend once and he was telling a story and someone went up to him and said, your sister's in porn. And I don't really know how that affected them at the time, but you know, she asked me straight up, like, is that what I'm doing? And I was like, yeah, that's what I'm doing. And she was just like, you know, I'll never be able to accept that. And I was like, mom, you have to like, this is reality. And if for you to like deny reality, that's delusional. Like, this is what I do. This is what I'm doing. And I'm an adult and you can't, you don't really have any say over it, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, so she kind of like begrudgingly accepted it as reality. Um, And again, like when it came to my sexuality, like that was never really an issue. Um, I think she was, when I sort of was dating a girl in high school, I think she was just concerned about me like getting gay bashed or something like that, but it was fine. You know, we were, I was raised to love everybody, all this stuff. Mm -hmm. So, um, so when it came to this aspect of my sexuality, I think she just struggled with it a little bit. And then, um, but my, my honest to God, my dad, the whole entire time was just like, that's awesome for you. Are you really? He's like, you're working at the strip club. I was like, yeah. He's like, are you happy? And I was like, I love it. And he's like, wow. And, and, and mine are the opposite. Okay. So, um, my, mine found out. Yeah. My dad, um, is still, he's still very upset with me and very angry that I wrote a book about it. He's very upset about the book because he feels like now we've put my story out there. Well, I put my story out there because there's millions and hundreds of girls out there that are petrified and don't want the family to disown them and stuff just because they chose them, you know? And so, um, it's your story and it's your story to tell. Yeah, exactly. And my mom, (laughs) my mom's the opposite. She, she listens to the podcast. She'll call me and say, I want to listen to another one. Now, who else am I going to enjoy listening to? I don't, I didn't really like this one, but I love this one. And you know, that's, That's she's she's funny. So, um, yeah. And I want to say too, that like my mom came around, um, I was in a very serious accident of snowboarding and I hit my head. I had a traumatic brain injury. They had to put me in a coma. Um, that that was in 2009. And up to that point, I think my mom had this picture in her mind of what the porn industry was. And that picture was like a very cliche, like 70s, 80s, like women uh, being used. You know what I mean? Like, right, like, well, um, yeah, well, that's like drugs stereo- and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yes, yes. And a stereotype. And mm-hmm. once I was in that accident, this outpouring of support from fans and from my industry, you know, my mom had these women calling her who were directors, these women directors who I worked with and for. And they were calling my mom's house going like, please tell us about sin. Like, is she okay? What's her status now? How can we help? Um, and then my friends built an online, built a website and they called it save sin. And it was for donations for, oh, like wow. stuff. and we raised like $5,000 or something like that. And so, um, I think the combination of seeing the people in my industry reach out for support, seeing the fans in the, you know, of the industry give support willingly and openly and lovingly, like that changed her perspective. And that made her realize like, it isn't what, you know, these stereotypes from 30, 40 years ago have been planted in my brain. Like these are people who do this for a living because they're called to for whatever reason. And, you know, um, so, so that really opened her up 
uh, and now she's, you know, she's proud of me. Um, Good. She's proud of everything I do. You know, it's, I run my own business. I, and honestly, like I receive so many emails from people and just messages from people who are like, I am a, I am a better, like queer person. I've embraced who I am and like yes. watching you has helped yes. me do that. Yes. And so, you know, there's, there's like, no reason for her to not be proud of me. <laughs> so, you know, exactly what you say. And, you know, I, I, I talk about this a lot. I say that in the adult industry, I really, really feel that we are an industry that stick. Yes, of course, there's bad seeds everywhere, but we are an industry oh, that really course. we've got each other's backs and stick together. Because um, I was interviewed on somebody else's podcast and they said, you know, what do you what do you think is going to happen with the social media and the merchant account processing? And I said, you know what? This industry and sex workers have constantly been repressed, constantly, you know, you're awful push away. And I said, and they oh, can yeah. continue to be resilient and continue to come back and continue to fight. You're never going to get rid of us. You're never going to no, get rid of us. Absolutely so, not. Instead, Never. embrace it. And um, when you say you get those emails and messages, um, I, tra I travel and I do seminars about embracing your sexuality. Be who you are. That's why I put it in a book. That's why I put yes. it in a book. Yes. Because yes. now my kids know, everybody knows I don't have to hide anything. And people yeah. come to me and they say, you've changed my life because you yeah. made me just embrace who I am, whether yes. it was gender identity or something, you know, whatever oh, yeah. it is. I love you that. Just in your sexual identity. And it your sexual identity is a core tenet of like who you are as a person. And when you deny it and push it away and hide it and keep it secret, it's like a rot from the inside. It kills yeah. you. It slowly kills you. Even and like, so um, even hiding being in the industry, you know, like I, I wasn't saying, I wasn't saying anything. And then when my parents, my mother, they found out through a sister and um, find out. Yeah, going yeah. to find out. I know. That's what I tell people now, <laughs> you know, any, it's going like, to, if you're sooner, wedding, or later, or later, we'll find out. So yep. that's why I tell anybody, you know, a lot of people are like, well, I'm thinking about doing this or like, yep. can I do a scene with you or blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, here's all the things that you need to know before you start. Are you prepared to deal with the consequences of your family inevitably finding out? And what will that look like for you? Mm -hmm. Do you think you might change your mind in the future? Or do you think you might want to pursue a different kind of job? those stigmas will be there still. And you might not be able to get the job that you think you're going to be able to get in the future. Yeah. I know I met a porn star once who was like, she's pretty big and pretty popular and making a lot of money in the industry, but she's going to medical school and she wants to be a doctor. And I'm like, all I can say is good luck because the, the world that we live in, like, will not allow for that. Well, I know that's, that's crazy. I mean, I just I interviewed Ray Ray. Ray Ray was, um, you know, Ray Ray did Ray Ray does. Um, she's like known for gangbangs. OK, and Ray Ray is one year away from being a uh, physician's assistant. But, um, you know, and that's, that's what I was telling you earlier. You know, you're educated and you're smart. And, you know, we've chosen to be in this industry. And yeah. but um, I do the same thing. And when I when people come to me and they say they want to be in this, I go, listen to me very carefully. Very you, carefully. you have to have a set of balls. And man up when somebody comes to you and says, oh, my God, I saw you. You know, I saw you. And you'd be like, and and what? So yeah. what? You know, yeah, um, that's the thing I did. And yeah, you know, and then and with the with medical industry and medicine and stuff, it's like the people who own the hospital, they have a very real fear of being sued because they like any oh, yeah. patient who says, I know that person from porn can then be like, they touched me. Yep. And they're going to fucking they're like, then they have a lawsuit on their hands. And so to avoid that, they're just they not going to hire you. I know it's awful. It's, it's, it's disgusting. It's awful. But, um, <laughs> um, but yeah, so like, yeah, that's a good, that's a good thing for people that they hear this when I say it, but for you to say it too, um, 
is oh, that if, if you're yeah. in the, there's a there's somebody in the industry uh, fairly new in the industry okay um who does it you can't like tag her on facebook and stuff because she says you know um my parents will find out and i said sweetie you are almost 50 years old you better tell you you you, you they're gonna find out sooner or later you better like you know man up. Well, if she's almost 50 then hopefully her parents would be in their 70s and maybe they don't internet the same way i mean there, there's a chance with that uh, dynamic that you might be able to get away with it maybe, maybe. <laughs> i don't know i just I, all i know is that keeping it a secret was so hard and the it's bad, ease, it's and bad the, for you and, yeah and i and i could never remember i could never remember my white lies i was like my mom would be like well aren't you in vegas for this and i was like yeah i am and she's like but, but you just said you were there for this and i'm like oh yeah no but i am and she's like what and i'm like that's, what that's, what that's, what <laughs> That's lying in general. Like, yeah. I, I don't do it and I don't think it's a great idea. No, no, exactly. No, it feels it's such, it's such a good feeling. The only thing is when I go to my kids, like if, if I catch them, they like hide their phone and I go, are you watching porn? And they go, so, and I go, you're not watching me, right? And they go, no. And I go, okay, that's all I want to know. That's fine. <laughs> do whatever you want to do. Totally. Just and, and this is something too, like when it has to do with sex education, our denial of sexuality as a culture is so annoying. Um, it's and awful. It, and it's, and it's also harming. It's causing so much real harm. Teaching uh, young people about sex is not grooming them. It is teaching them about their bodies <laughs> and like what is going to for sure happen to their bodies, with their bodies yep. and with their lives. And so this thing that we all have to accept about modern society is that children have access to porn, period. They have it. You cannot take that away. And so the best thing you can do is fucking talk to them about it and be like, you are going to see these things. Your friends mm -hmm. are going to show you this is going to happen. What you need to understand about this stuff is that it's not real life. This is, this is varsity level. This is professional level football. Okay. This isn't peewee. And when you start having sex, like you're in that peewee league, man. And so don't think that it has to be this way like if it's not this way of what you're seeing that means it's not sex like right. no 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 like please don't do that and this is what it should look like and yeah it's uncomfortable to talk to your kids about this stuff but when they're like 12 13 sometimes even younger it's like if we're not having these conversations with young people their minds are going to be warped in oh in yeah that are not oh, yeah. that are not good and so what is good is to get out in front of that stuff and talk to kids about talk sex. to them about it yep it's not good. crazy it's not grooming yeah. it's just i know it's so, you know it, it, well, it goes back to so, like my relations my kids can come to me with anything anything they can come yeah, and say yeah. mom you know That's mom healthy. mom I, I've been, yeah you want them to feel like they can talk to you yeah about instead of instead of my son saying you know yes i am having sex with my girlfriend in the car and i'm going oh hell no come here and use a condom and be in the safe house, you know, not in the yes. car, but and um, show me, you know how to put on a condom safely and show right, me you exactly. stuff and then go off and fucking do what you're going to do anyway. Just exactly. now we're smart about it. Yeah. yeah. So it's interesting that you said, you know, how you talked about the religion and stuff, because I still feel that, um, you know, a lot, I, some of my listeners will know about this. It's that I, I had a Jehovah's witness who was watching one of my seminars and at the end, everybody left and I looked over and he was crying in the back and I'm like, what's going on? And I walked over there and he said, all I wanted to do was just come to this exotica thing and just see what this was all about. I just wanted to see it. And my mom found out and she told me, don't come home. 
And that just broke my heart, you know, and he he was 25 and was still living at home. He was living with his parents and they said no. She said, don't come home. And so I gave him my phone number, like my personal number. And I said, if you drive home and they won't let you in, you turn right back around and you come here and we'll I'm like, I'm disgusted with that. That is your child. And he was just coming to just coming to learn and listen, you know, so insatiate some curiosity because he'd been denied access to this his whole entire life like. exactly i mean we we know we all know this too the more that you deny people something right they go yep. the opposite direction and yep. go for it just like when my dad said when you are 18 you can decide but up until then you'll you know embrace being jewish and the minute i turned 18 i was like fuck that you know and You're now so far the opposite direction exactly and now i've come back around like i kind of you know i say to my kids you know like oh do you guys want to call a bride you know and stuff like that but um um yeah forcing, it, don't force it, it upon you don't know force it and you know and the other thing is is it goes not just the opposite direction like well now i'm gonna like delve into this sex stuff because i'm right. so fascinated by it but all the way to the other side where it's harmful and because they're having these thoughts, these sexual thoughts, but then being told you're not allowed to have those thoughts. Right. So then this violence brews within them and they blame sex workers or even just women for existing and, and them wanting to be or touch a woman, be with or touch a woman. So then they pick up guns and they go and they shoot up you know, massage parlors and murder people because they were forced to not like not even just not express their feelings to express to understand yep. to recognize that it's perfectly human to have these desires um instead they were oppressed into violence and uh that's never yeah. going to be the solution ever. yeah no i know and, and, and that's that's like the biggest thing with our just society in general is that i i you know whenever i do these podcasts i say you know i'm trying to get out there that Sex workers are educated. We are smart. We run businesses. We are, you know, I have a college degree. You run a business. We are, you're married. We have our lives outside of the industry. It is a job. Um, And yet I feel like we're going backwards because I feel like, you know, the kids you know, with the sex education and then, yeah, yeah, all all this like crap, you know, that I just, I'm like, I mean, here's what it is. It's that, is that generationally we are making progress. Younger people younger people know and understand in their souls and hearts that um, their gay friends are no different from their straight friends, from their bi friends, from their uh, uh, non-binary friends, you know, Mm -hmm. all this, like they, they understand this now. Um, And they are craving more information. The internet has provided more information that they can go and access. Right. And in response to this, all of these institutions of power which are usually religious based mm-hmm. are pushing back with as much force as they can muster and trying to make it as 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 unaccessible as possible so and as, um, yes and as outrageous as possible can you believe these teachers are grooming our children it's like no that's not what's happening and they know that's not what's happening but they see an opportunity to weaponize it and try to stop it from happening yeah. um and the truth is so it's always going to feel like you know three steps forward two back but we're still making steps yeah they're slow they're excruciatingly slow and painful and it's a struggle and the fight cannot stop yeah but that's for it's, sure it's because we're moving forward that it's such a a violent pushback and it feels 
terrible. <laughs> yeah, well, like the biggest, and it sometimes feels hopeless, you know. Well, but the there, biggest, there should yeah, be some hope there. The biggest, the biggest thing for me, I, I guess, for me is like how 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 difficult it is now for you know to to have a merchant account processing and stuff like that, and oh, how different and social media, like that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, I just feel like they're they're doing everything in their power to make it harder for us to make a living. The the thing that oh, pisses of me off, you know, what pisses me off more than anything pisses me off that they have not made um prostitution legal like vegas brothels because oh, oh, <laughs> because these the, now that they took away the back page and all you know all these things now i even have friends that i'm like honey don't they're like walking the streets and i'm like no 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 no, no. we're not walking the streets okay we're not walking well, the streets. and i mean they've at least at this point they've acknowledged that 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 um you know when they took away back page and when they uh, enacted this fossa sesta yeah it's actually made things worse for yeah. survivors it's made things worse for the <clears throat> police who are trying to um you know catch tra traffickers mm -hmm. um but they're trying to even let's just say let's just pretend like all they're trying to do is is catch um you know traffickers okay that's not what they're doing but let's just pretend like it is for okay <laughs> even in that case they have made their job more difficult oh yeah because back when backpage was a thing um they would uh, they would work with some of the um the the hosts of this page and stuff to find the non-consensual stuff that was going on there and they'd be able to have access to more information that way yeah. once they got rid of it now it's all underground it's way harder for them to find oh i know so it's now they're recognizing like oh all these unintended consequences of something that we were trying to do for the better good but we didn't we didn't even though all the sex workers were like please don't do this and here are the reasons why they steamrolled ahead anyways and everything we said was going to happen is what happened. has happened oh yeah um but they're not going to change that uh i think that what we have to remember about especially america is that it was literally founded by puritans yep um, and that culture has pervaded for 200 years um mm -hmm. Still, people who even go online and consume porn will call me a fucking slut whore who doesn't uh, have a valid opinion about anything because I have an OnlyFans. Like, I, you know what I mean? And and so uh, that's just how there's like a compartmentalization there. Yeah, it's well, there's a cognitive dissonance. Yeah, there. it's like, frustrating. And you know what? The other, another thing I say too is just so frustrating. Like you say, is that um is everybody is everybody has sex and everybody you, you they indulge it in one way or the other i mean yeah. you know my big this is the one thing that drives you crazy people i'll get you know a message hey i want to do a webcam show with you as soon as my wife goes to sleep and i'm like why do we have to sneak yeah, it you know of yeah, course you too. do yeah, you know, or like you know, I'm, I'm like, have saying, you tried talking to her about? Yeah, it? I'm like, no, bring her she in. Would say no, you know. Yeah, and like, no, no, no. I know, I know. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I'm thing. not gonna push it, but I hope you talk to your wife, like, because yeah. I think sometimes, you know, especially when couples have been together for like decades, they're like, no, my wife is this way, and that's how she is. But people change. We're all different, and you know, uh, you never know what a bringing up a topic or a conversation she might fucking surprise you but yeah. if you never even give her that opportunity or vice versa it could go the other way too um yeah i always if say if you never even allow for that opportunity then you'll then, then you'll never know and, and this is it man this is life you get a few years and then you're done so how do you want to live it like boom that's what I, <laughs> I, I i end every show with you have one life to live it's yours to live it live it your way um and um yeah with uh 
you know, like I, I, I talk about, you know, they should have, would have, could have, like I stayed in this marriage because, you know, for the sake of the kids, or I stayed in this job because I was financial. And then you meet somebody and they're 65 years old and they're divorced now. And they're like, I should have gotten out of that marriage. Or I should have gotten. So Filled I tell people, regrets. yeah, I Filled tell people, don't, don't do this. Should have, would have, could have, if your yeah. wife is not interested in some, you know, or your husband doesn't want to try things or, oh, you know, bring excitement into your marriage, get the fuck out of the marriage. Don't stay with or, or if you have to stay for other reasons, just go get what you need. <laughs> go get it. Oh, my God. oh God, you're funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. All right, girls. So let's see. See, if we, <laughs> I told we always just chit chat. I told Tanya, I said, I just chat. I just chat. Um, okay, so later, let's so uh what the two things I have to ask you, and then we'll, I'll let you go, is can you think of one? You have like either a scene that you directed, like that you, um, you know, shot for the company or something that you shot in. Okay. Um, that you walked away from set just being like, Oh my God, I just can't believe that freaking happened. Like something that just blew your mind. Like Jay Cruz was, um, he was doing the scene. The girl said she had to go to the bathroom. And then he like looked out the window and he said to the director, dude, our female talent's got her suitcase. And she's like walking, she's gone. She like laughed at them. She like, yeah. She's like, that was his Sharon. Sharon, Sharon like, Mitchell. Bathroom? I'm fucking out. Yeah, she was out. He said, <laughs> he said that she was just like walking out. And then Sharon Mitchell said that she showed up to set and she had to have sex and spaghetti. And she couldn't like, she had a bowl of spaghetti. So I'm like, wow. oh, that's an interesting one. Okay, so can you think of anything? <laughs> it's a hard one. Try to think. Yeah, it's it's just hard for me to remember like wild or stories. like when something didn't go well or like uh right like I'm trying to think of like mine I guess was like um uh, the girl the, our husbands couldn't get hard. Okay. That was all right. And so um, Luke Wilder said, okay, fine. We're going to pull the guys out. Girls, it's a lesbian scene now. So it was me and Tyson Rich. And I just remember that like, it was my first movie. So I went, you know, I kissed her. She kissed me. I went down on her. She went down on me. I figured her. And then I look up with Luke and Luke goes, Corlin, what are you doing? And I go, well, what else do you want us to do? We don't have any toys. We don't have anything. And he goes, repeat it. And I go, okay, fine. I'll go down on you. You go down on me. And then like, I mean, uh, and then I just remember being like, Tyson, I'm so sorry. I have that. That was awful. Like, it was just like a weird, you know, um, yeah. you know, for me, it's just, uh, been just overwhelmingly good. Um, yeah. Have so you never, never fallen off the couch while putting the strap on, on <laughs> nothing like that. Any bloopers. Can you think of um, anything? Nothing. Probably, but I just don't like, I just laugh about it. I don't know, like nothing's yeah. really uh, embarrassing to me or. Well, that's good. Uh, that's it's a just good normal thing. to me. And and again, you know, like this has been my life. This has been my entire adult life. So yeah. nothing is um, like crazy to me or weird. Uh, you know, when the first time when you, when you introduced this question, I, it was just like remembering when I finished the scene that I did with Danny Daniels that we won the, um, the AVN award for uh -huh. like, when that scene ended, I was like, if, if we, if I ever was going to win an award in my life for a scene, like we just did it. Like, it was oh, just, cool. Oh, you knew, you knew. Yeah. Yeah. It was electric. And, um, but I never really believed that I would win because I just felt like they don't give awards, um, to people like me, uh, especially that had only done girl girl. And at the time that pretty much was true. Like even the scenes that would win best girl, girl scene, they were usually performers who also did boy girl, like right. almost, almost all the time. And so, uh, I truly, I was like, that's amazing. We got nominated. That's cool. Did not believe we would win. Oh, so that cool. was shocking and surprising. Was that your, that was your first win, right? Your first. Yeah. Win. Yeah. yeah. And so then cool. the following year was the first year that they even introduced an all girl performer of the year to 
to give that side of the industry, like people who choose to not participate in the voice are often ignored. So after, so the following year, they made an all girl performer of the year category. And that was the first time ever. And so the year after that was when I won that category. And how it was, cool. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah. So like, I mean, not exactly course, an answer to your question, but <laughs> when you get into the industry, you, you know, like when somebody like in the beginning, people would contact me on webcam. Okay. And they'd say, well, I kind of have a weird request and I would write back and I go, honey, listen, I've heard it all. Okay. And yeah. then they would say it Don't to me and I'm like, that with customs, but, but like then I know with the customs. <laughs> But then I'm like, ooh, I haven't heard that one. Ooh, okay, you know. But I don't. Um, I don't okay. Oh, I don't, oh, oh you do know, you want like, something weird? <laughs> yeah, like I like a, yeah, yeah, like weird, so like um, from yeah. Custom videos. There um, you go. Give us a custom one. That's where the weird stuff comes in. So this one guy, uh, he's German, and he wants um, me and another girl, and we have like a bucket of soapy water, and we have these um, Monster High dolls, and we have these. Um, dishes dish gloves okay and then we're wearing lingerie and i think we're kind of pretending like we're giantess and we got the monster high dolls they're little and they get their like sexual pleasure from their hair being like played with and pulled so we are like with the rubber gloves with the kitchen gloves and we're, oh my like, gosh talking shit to them we're slapping them in the face and punching them and then we're like dunking them in the soapy water and then like twisting their hair to like make them come or whatever. And then back in the water and then punch. And he wants this video 30 minutes. Oh my God. This is an interesting one. Okay. And then, and then this, the next one, he loved that one so much. He got another one. And then the next one, he wanted us to be doing all of the above, which we, this one we did in the sink with soapy water. Um, but also to be, and in his words, roasting eggs. So um, we're like cooking an egg on the stove. And I guess like showing the doll, like, smell that oh yeah and you don't get to have any and like slapping it in the face and wow okay I have <laughs> wow that's definitely um, like the most weird um... okay yeah that's an interesting one um my uh, princess snow angel she's a cam girl she hers was um a guy that wants to she everything is he buys her fred flintstone um the outfits and um the, the stuff for her room and then he wants her to play the music right. the flintstone music okay so that's a no interesting one <laughs> yeah very much so you know um, some I, these are interesting. I, I did a performance for a, co uh, a woman who does like inflation fetish so um they would be like maybe put on like fake set of tits and then like they'd start to grow really huge or like a belly that got giant oh wow um, okay so this one, I guess she was like very popular for her to do this, um, you know, from Will, uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, like the- Yes, the, the, the oompa, oompa, oompa. Yeah, so, <laughs> so at some point um, I'm like inflated just my stomach and stuff. And then like we cut and then now, I'm, now I've got this giant latex suit on. Oh my God. slowly starts inflating and it pushes your arms out and you're just, and you're just this giant rubber ball and a blue and a blueberry. And you have to just like her in the movie where she like kind of flaps her arms like this and you, you got to do that. And oh, where did you get where did you, where'd you get the outfit? Where did where, where you guys advise her? her? Like she oh, wow. stuff. So um, she was like asking me before we started the shoot, like, you know, is this the weirdest stuff you've ever done? And I'm like, well, I started my career by doing a lot of weird, better stuff. So pretending to be hypnotized and mm. doing all kinds of goofy, wacky, humiliating shit while you're hypnotized and pretending to be like a helicopter or whatever the fuck. No, and I'm like, nah, I've done tons of weird stuff. She's like, ah. Uh. And then like, as I'm sitting there in this completely blown up latex suit clapping my hands, I'm like, 
okay, th- this is the weirdest thing. This is the weirdest had. one. Had, like, oh, good. I was a little offended before. <laughs> have you, um, have you, I've only turned down, I've turned, I turned down two. Have you ever turned down a custom video? Like been like, no, I'm not gonna do it. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But people want me to fart or shit. I'm like, no. Oh yeah. Sure. Yeah. And I, I turned, I, I turned down the uh, masturbating with a crucifix. Because I just, I just, oh, well, I would happily do that. See, you'll do that. So there you go. See, see, I, then, uh, I love being sacrilegious. I think it's that's not, yeah. Some people, you know, that was the one I turned down. <laughs> and then the other one that I turned down, oh, was um, he was going to ship me a box of frogs and he wanted me to open up the frogs and then step on them and high heels. Oh, of course, and I said, no, 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 crushing, no, no, crushing for me. Frogs, what? No, yeah, but um, but now I have learned my lesson. I never say, oh, honey, I've heard it all. I go, listen, I used to tell people I've heard it all, I haven't. So let me hear what you're what you want, and then don't pay me yet, and I'll tell you if I'll do it or not. <laughs> I know and then, it's so it's so wild how they'll they'll be like, I don't know, it's really weird. Like I hope you're yeah. okay with doing this, and then it's like the most benign thing I've done thousands of times. Yeah, there was one, uh, there was one, and I still can't remember the name of it. It's a fet- it's a fetish, it's a fetish um where you make fun of somebody's face when they're having an orgasm. It's uh, okay. What's I, that I called? Heard of that? I haven't it's heard called- of that. So he he wrote me. He well, says, like ruined you, orgasm, maybe. But he, well, he says, um, it's a it's a. So he says, like, let's let's call it. So he says, um, are you okay with anaphobias or whatever? And I go, well, um, that depends. Just tell me what you want. While he's telling me, I'm googling it. Okay, and I go, I go. Well, listen, I want to make sure that you and I have the same reason. I mean, the same definition. You want me to make fun of your face while you're having an orgasm? And he's like, yeah. Are you okay with that? And I'm like, yeah, that's fine. Okay. Yeah, I I haven't heard of that. <laughs> So that was no, one. It does, yeah, I'm sure I've heard. I'm, I think I've yeah, heard. I'll, I'll go. I'll look it up afterwards. Know. But um, yeah, it's always, <laughs> it's always interesting. Okay, so girl, we are like out of time. You are so much fun. You are so super cool. Um, what? Can we <laughs> tell where? Tell everybody where's the best place to find you. Just to go to your website. What's your website? Well, I guess the best place would to start for Sin Sage, all things Sin Sage, is sin-sage.com. Hold on, sin with two ends, isn't it? Two ends. Yes. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, did you say sin-sage.com? Got it, you guys. Yeah. And that's where they can get your Twitter, your Instagram, your only, can they see all that? Can they get access to all that from there? Yep. And you can buy, you can see my full length movies there to buy. You can see the, there's a button for you to check out my custom video production, how that works. Um, cool. See if you want one. There's a link to my OnlyFans. There's a, all my interviews and stuff. Um, and then my many vid store, my clips for sale store. Uh, also, I have an adult time um, channel. So you can watch my movies there with a subscription to adult time. Cool. Um, yeah. Isn't it the best? <laughs> I, I just, I, we just rebranded me. I had my hanky panky podcast was one. My, 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 my personal CBD lubricant was another website. My swinger lifestyle was another website. And we just put everything yeah. under one platform. And so I just tell people, just go to CorlandJewel.com and you can get to anything you want. Right there. Yep. <laughs> the and best. if you forget the dash and you just type in sinsage.com, that'll take you there too. She so. still comes up. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I was following on Twitter because I was making sure I followed everything. Um, yeah. Wow. Okay. So we, we, we kind of left them. We, I we always end the show with words of wisdom. And the words of wisdom are either to a an adult performer or a webcam girl that's listening and going, I really want to tell my parents, but I'm petrified. Or it's a parent, uncle, brother, sister who's family or friend is involved in this adult industry and they're having a hard time accepting that so you choose which one would you give advice to i know we gave we kind of already gave advice but i, I mean your advice pretty much was uh don't don't hide it because they'll find out sooner or later 
Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I can speak to that a little bit. I guess maybe I would rather speak to these people who might be struggling, like accepting acceptance. It. Let's go there. I, I think that the, I think that it's good for us to be like invested in the lives of the people that we care about. But the most important thing should always be, are they happy and healthy? And that is the only question that you need to ask yourself. What they choose to do with their life, you have to let go of your expectations of that. I mean, I don't care if you're a parent, I don't care if you're a friend or an aunt or whatever, or a grandparent, mm -hmm. you should not have expectations of a lifestyle on, of the people that you love. All you should hope for is their happiness and their health and, and safe. So, yeah. Safe. So ask that question. Are they happy? Are they healthy? And if they aren't, how can you, how can you help them without condemning their choices? Um, and, you know, honestly, that's not even for the industry. I think that's probably just good advice in that's, general. Yeah. I was just going to say that is really, because sometimes, you know, you're a parent that expects your child to get married, the two kids, the white picket fence, yes. the college degree, and then your child decides that, no, they're going to go be a mechanic. Are they making or they're gonna do idea? something else with their exactly. life? Like, exactly. And that's so, okay. You didn't, you didn't give birth or you didn't have this person in your life so that you could tell them what to do with their life. Like, exactly. It's to live they're going to make those decisions for themselves and if you can guide or if you can help to be there as support but don't judge that's I love not it. your job so i love that i love that advice i like it i love that's really good it's are they happy and healthy h and h i like it oh god girl you are an absolute doll i will be in vegas at the end of this month so i'll reach out to you um oh, yeah. and and I think we're good. We can go to karaoke. Um, I will, I will cheer. Awesome. I will cheer or I will be your backup dancer. I will not Correct. sing. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I cannot sing for crap, but you know what? I only, I did. I did do this. I have sung karaoke one time and it was at Ellis Island. And it was only because it was my friend's 50th birthday. And I said, I will well, do this it. for you. Yeah. So That's I sung. What I think I, said, I did like a Donna Summer song. I don't remember what I did. I'm crazy. So, <laughs> hey, thank you so much for coming on. It was such a pleasure meeting you. Um, you hang tight with me. I want to um, I want to look up that uh, face, make funny face of orgasm, whatever fetish. Oh, that sure, is, so. sure. <laughs> I actually got my I got a certification in sexology because I wanted to really study all these fetishes and stuff. It's really interesting. Yeah, totally. So. It is cool. Yep. You guys, thank you so much for listening. Sin, thank you so much for being on the show. And um, I believe next week is, who do I have next week? Oh, crap. Um, mm. Oh, oh, she's a webcam girl that I um, met when I was at Exotica. She was one of the strippers and webcam girls. And I talked to her and I want to ha have her story because she's a very interesting story of how she got involved in the industry. So, and uh, until then, you guys heard us. You heard what we said. It's your life to live. It's your choices. Live it. And I like adding if somebody is healthy and happy. That's all that matters. Till next time. Thanks for listening to the Hanky Panky Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Hanky Panky Podcast with your host, Coralyn Jewell. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. Be sure to check out our archive section on our website for previous podcasts. Check us out on YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter at Hanky Panky Podcast. Join us next time for another edition of the Hanky Panky Podcast. And remember, always be true to yourself. <laughs> <laughs>